0: Good morning. It is Monday, September 12th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, you know, Europe has taken some extraordinary measures trying to prevent a more more widespread energy crisis. Ukraine's counteroffensive pushed Russian troops out of key areas in northeastern Ukraine. Queen Elizabeth passed after 70 years as the Queen of England. And the cyclones beat the hawks. I'd like to get more excited about it. I really would be like to be I, I I would like to be out of my head excited about it. But when relief is the strongest reaction, the strongest emotion that I feel <laughs> from it, it's kind of hard to get all worked up about it. Jim, welcome, pro former <laughs> policy analyst. Jim Wiesmeyer.
1: That's like our first win for the Washington, whatever they call themselves, football team. X we're 1 0. Yeah. We're 1 0.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking
1: good. And Juan Soto is only hitting 217 now for the Padres. Oh,
0: mm. For the Padres? Yeah. No kidding. Not no good. kidding. Not and good. we've got a new man in the number four slot in the all time home run list. Yes. Yeah. Um, Pujols. Albert Pujols. Albert
1: Pujols. Yes.
0: Still hitting bombs. Yeah. And he's
1: gotten hot. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That you got to be thrilled about that. Yeah. And you ask anyone from St. Louis or any team member who's played with him, he's a heck of a guy.
0: Yeah. Really yeah. is. He's, a good, he's He's one of the good ones. That's, He'll be a manager is, someday. You bet. You bet. Welcome to you all. Glad that you are with us. I am AgriTalk host Chip Flory. Uh, Jim, let's start with last uh, some of the events from last week and in on a global uh, format here, the passing of Queen Elizabeth has got to be right at the top of the list.
1: Yes, uh, she'll have her funeral September the 19th. Uh, President uh, Biden and the first lady uh, you know you know uh, you will go. And as we said on Agri chip, she is she was the uh, the rock on uh, for Britain and in many. Uh, other countries around the world that's the only yeah. queen that they've ever uh, had no. as yeah. uh, 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 as far as leading Britain
0: yeah I heard uh, I heard this morning and it's it's baffling to me but it's true I, as I understand it uh, her image was on the currency in 33 countries for 70 years yes
1: yes it's going to take time to refresh those uh you know you know, you know pounds yeah. etc yes yeah. and coins.
0: And yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, okay, L- let's just start ticking off some of the issues. Melody did a really nice job of highlighting some of the uh, uh, some of the issues that we need to talk about today, and I think w- we will get to all of those in the conversation. Uh, the House comes back today, Jim. The biggest priority has got to be the spending
1: spending bill, and yeah. they won't agree on a total uh, final spending bill for fiscal year 2023 chip that starts October 1. So that's why we call it a continuing resolution or a stopgap spending measure. And they'll punt the the real work until after the November 8th elections in a lame duck session of Congress.
0: Okay. What are some of the keys in this spending legislation that they're going to be discussing?
1: Well, the thing to, to, to look for is what do they add? Because the White House is what, what we call, uh, uh, they, they recently submitted $47 billion of supplemental spending. And not all of that will be approved. The Republicans are balking against their requested additional COVID-19 You know, funding because frankly, the Republicans, and I think they're right on this, they have never got a detailed accounting for all the billions of dollars uh, that, that has already been approved, Chip. So I don't think that that will occur. And if it does, it will be a much smaller amount than the White House requested. The key one for agriculture would be whether or not disaster aid, additional disaster aid, in this case for 2022 crops and livestock, will be part of the continuing resolution. Most people say that that will be punted until an omnibus bill, uh, after okay. November 8th elections, but it's coming. Okay. Uh, you know, when we had Senator
0: Grassley on the show last week, I asked him, you know, about that $1.5 billion in the supplemental spending for the um, for ag disasters. And I said, that number is going to get bigger, isn't it? And he paused and then he said, Chip, that's what crop insurance is for.
1: Yeah. It, with each passing year, uh of the sub- ad hoc disaster programs that issue is being debated and mm-hmm. you can talk both i can talk both sides of that issue chip uh although the the current safety net program just can't handle some of the huge problems we've seen not totally but primarily west of the mississippi river uh, uh, in the Dakotas, uh, yes. et cetera. And you'll recall the derecho in Iowa. So I don't think uh, Grassley would have been against those fundings. That was part of a prior no, uh, sure. ag disaster bill. And in the current environment, Chip, something should be done to help out those California rice producers, and in fact, the rice producers in the Southeast too, mm-hmm. because uh, they're, they're really uh, in, in the grips right now. The Wall Street Journal has a feature story on that and other aspects. And of course, we saw India taking action to uh, halt some of their uh, additional uh, uh, exports, Chip. So okay. bottom line on what Grassley said, he has a point from a policy perspective, but that really should be a debate for the next farm bill. Tanner makes
0: the point here that crop insurance doesn't cross over for livestock producers.
1: Well, they have, they have a revenue assurance program, but mm-hmm. it can be in, in, improved. So, so there is a, uh, a, a USDA program for the livestock sector and of course we have it for the dairy uh that's, that's margin uh, protection absolutely so yeah but this should all be improved uh because're we're, we're spending a chunk of money this a billion and a half dollars chip that the White House requested yeah that they're gonna uh, 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 Senator uh Holven from uh, yeah. North Dakota he'll make sure that that's uh, upped by uh, three to five billion dollars yeah
0: yeah, that that sounds about least, right to me. At least, yeah, yeah. Uh, as our producer, Big Apple Joe Stackler just uh, said on the on the screen there. If you've got a question or a comment for us, find that comment tab on your screen, click on that, and we will try to answer your question. And if we can't answer it, Jim will research it. He can't help himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, my weekends are spending research, of which I did on the railroad strike. Uh, Pro yep. Farmer, we issued a special report uh, very right. early this morning, Chip, and I know Jim Smith uh, asked what yep. my thoughts on the likelihood of a nationwide railroad strike. Well, you know. I usually that again, Merrill Oster, the founder of pro farmer always told us never to say 50, 50, he'd fire us. Okay. Yeah. It's, either, it's either 51 or 49. If it's close. Uh, I think a uh, short term, the white house is, I mean, Congress is going to get involved. Uh, how quickly. And they'll further extend the negotiating period. The white house can't do it anymore. They've used their card on it, chip. So, uh, but the certain of the labor unions, they met over the weekend. Two of the biggest unions, and I was privy to some inside, uh, you, you know, conversations on this, you know, and it didn't go well, you know, with the uh, you know various groups, Chip. So the labor unions are um, putting on their gloves. They don't want Congress to get involved. Uh, to uh, you're, you're stopping this thing, and you know the Democrats <laughs> are closely aligned with the labor unions. So this is going to be an interesting pickle battle. If okay. the
0: unions, if the unions don't want Congress to get involved, then they had better come to an agreement before we get to Friday,
1: or Congress is going to get involved. They, they better because in our special report, uh, it sh- there's an impact of two billion dollars a day. And yeah. This just not, of course, it, it immediately impacts perishable. You know, the, uh, you know, Baker's Association easily pointed that out, <clears throat> but it it has an impact of $2 billion a day on the U.S. economy. You think the White House is not involved on this behind the scenes? They are. They, yeah. that's the, right at the time where we've got inflation numbers, in many cases, not all, going down, and when they start going down, they sink. This is the last thing that they need, Chip. This is an important thing to watch. And it also impacts fertilizer. Oh, yeah. Railroads uh, ship a lot of that fertilizer. So, yeah, the ag sector, I know cries foul a lot. But on this Mm -hmm. one, um, I think they're spot on. One of the best groups that I've seen over my decades in township on this issue, are two groups: the National, you know, Grain and Feed Association, mm-hmm. and behind the scenes, I'm telling you, my good friend CEO Mike Seifert is is uh, you know, bird in the midnight oil, and his excellent staff, and the Farm Bureau does a very good job on transportation issues, and they're, you know, they're pointing out all these uh, all these uh, you, you know facts and figures of what would happen to the ag sector if there's even a short term short term strike because it would be harder and harder to get back to where we were prior to any short-term strike. It sounds like another logistics problem, doesn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you've already pointed out, it looks like another drag on the economy if this happens, and that is something that nobody can afford at this stage of the game as we try to, as, as the Fed is trying to negotiate some sort of a, I shouldn't say negotiate, manage some sort of, of a less than crash landing. Yes. And. That's it, it. Will just make their job that
1: much more difficult. So, so to answer Jim Smith's question, I think they're going to punt. But uh, you know, the, the the topic is still not solu- You know, uh, solved by by punning it. And I don't know how Congress, if it does come into a potential strike, how fast uh, with this anemic Congress we have, both political parties, how fast will they act? Right. Because they rarely can get together. Right. Yeah. it And
0: which makes me want to go back to the CR, the continuing resolution bill. You talked about some of the Republicans that may not be interested in supporting a CR. There are some Democrats that are not interested in supporting the CR because of what Joe Manchin got in the Inflation Reduction Act, what he got for signing on to support that. On the permitting on the permitting. for coal mines. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, and other aspects. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a pipeline the too. Crude oil pipelines. Yeah. Yep. Now the, the, uh, so-called progressives, the f- far left liberals in the, uh, house, uh, are trying at the, at the best, they're saying that they want, uh, uh, Um, Joe Manchin to lighten up some of the language, in other words, reduce the impact of permitting. So they're going to lose quite a few House Democrats on this. So it's not going to be as easy of a stopgap spending bill as as usual, Chip. And in the Senate, Sanders has said that he won't support it, right? Oh, no, no, no. This is kind of a line in the sand for uh, Sanders. Yeah, Yeah. He won't, Uh, but he doesn't vote for a
0: lot of things. Well, that's true. That's true. Okay. Anything else on the CR? Because I, I, I don't want to have to come back and, and, and jump on that again like I just did.
1: No, it's just the big package of okay. the White House request we have to see. Sometimes you get surprises, but this is why you won't have that livestock marketing reform program that Senator Grassley wants, because lawmakers from both political parties in a are shy away from anything controversial. And you have to admit, Chip, the livestock uh, language for the cash price, uh, uh, et cetera is controversial, so it's oh, yeah. not going to happen. And on AgriTalk last week, <laughs> you could hear it in Grassley's voice that he was frustrated. He knows it's it's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, what he said is that um, he's going to leave it with John, uh, Senator John Tester to get the vote, to get it to a vote. Uh, he said that's how it should be. He's a Democrat. He's got Schumer's ear. He's tough he wants this done and normally i i was waiting for senator grassley to say and i'm going to be right there with him pushing for this the whole way and it, he he the signal that i got from that is that the votes aren't there to pass it
1: yes even though in the past he said he had the votes. That's so right. I think what t- came to a, uh, a checking on it, he found that it was lacking. And because of the controversial nature yeah. of it, you know, if you're from Texas and Oklahoma, you don't like that because the economic reports about the impacts of this are not good for those states. Now, if you're from Iowa and Nebraska, I think a case can be made that the cons- uh, some of the stakeholders in those two states, not all, would prefer that approach but mm-hmm. uh you know you know there's a dichotomy there so that's why it's sensitive
0: yep very good very good okay uh let's let's move on and this is actually something that happened over the weekend as well Jim that I want to go back to and that is ukraine uh in their counteroffensive has
1: has made some real progress in pushing the russian troops back Very much progress. In fact, so much that Russia is starting to try to retaliate. But it's really upsetting their... Their, you know, their strategy, however weak it was to begin with, Chip. And so uh, this is why Ukraine, again, is asking for additional uh, weapons and strategy uh, items because they want to continue the momentum. So, uh, yeah, this is something to watch. We're, we're at a, a inflection point, as, as they say, in this battle where now if uh, Ukraine can continue uh, their gains, you know, this thing can be won. Yeah, uh, when
0: when the whole thing started with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there was a couple of things that that happened. Number one, it, you know, it looks like a land grab, all right. But before the invasion even even took place, Russian President Putin said, "We don't have a border with Ukraine. We've got a border with America, yes. uh, all right." And then on Friday, in the free for all. I said something about the what is it 12 billion dollars or something like that in the in the supplemental spending uh request from the White House for Ukraine and I kind of half-heartedly joked okay here's mo- more money for Ukraine but Mississippi don't drink the water uh, and you just flatly said but it's a proxy war it's yes. it, it's a proxy war um which is it is it a land grab or is it a a battle with america
1: it's uh i think it's a battle with america still yes and and the west if you will not just america europe you know because of the nato uh, uh, aspect and uh, uh putin wants to control the south because that's why he can control ukraine through the ports action. That's why we're seeing in the grain export arena, et cetera. So, but that's why the current momentum that Ukraine has of recapturing some of the areas in the South is so important, Chip. Yeah. So yeah, on your connection with the Mississippi, you know, when, when I filed a story this morning, there was one where the White House announced uh, uh, some fertilizer aid to a number of hard-pressed uh, you know, countries. Well, you know, that's a volatile issue even though it's for needy nations uh you know with the fertilizer situation in the united states the way it is you know these things are not easy
0: decisions (laughs) that's right that that that's that's exactly right no easy calls on on aid no no that's right uh europeans europe's efforts to kind of uh uh contain the impact on their energy markets, Jim. This is uh, something that is also going to be felt in the U.S. Europe has built up stocks.
1: 85% for Germany right now.
0: That's right. But the U.S. is working with some very low stocks of distillates, of diesel, uh, heading into a time of the year that it, it... it, it makes me exceptionally uncomfortable. We're not done
1: with high prices for fuel. Oh, they could surge. Uh, diesel has never gone really down much, Jeff. In right. fact, they were on the rise last, most of last week. And interesting uh, interview with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on CNN over the weekend because she is starting to condition Americans to uh, the potential of a return to rather lofty energy prices this yeah. winter. So there is the beginning of the conditioning uh, of the U.S. She knows she sits in on all the internal meetings. She knows the situation in Europe quite well. And it's probably going to happen where squeezy tight for natural gas supplies, diesel, gasoline supplies, et cetera. Yeah. Yep. OK,
0: let's get to this week and things that are happening this week. And boy, does it start fast today (laughs) at 11 o'clock central time this morning, we get the crop production and wasdi report. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I just go on the trade estimates on the soybeans. Uh, We we don't even know the acres. I know pro farmer is saying what around 500,000 more acres for soybeans. So that means the production number is going to be important. You just can't look at yield. You have to look at the acreage and, and for, uh, corn we don't see much if any uh acreage acreage surprise there. Right. Uh cotton, I think the market is saying it's gonna go up on acres. I, yep. I, I you know I guess that's a reading of the FSA Data, but point the certified acreage I, data. That's not what I'm hearing from the cotton producers. So that's gonna that could be a wild card. Chip, come Tuesday in the marketplace. Well, actually today. Yeah, yeah the today. Since it's out at 11 Central right. time, And the world numbers. USDA's gonna, you know, they're gonna they're usually the voice that the trade looks at for uh, European Union. We're gonna. That's an important number because so a number of their crops are going down. Uh, what about Brazil, Argentina? india uh, uh, etc so major major report today because it could be it, it could be an important barometer for the outlook for commodities of the mainstream commodities in the Muslim. oh yeah
0: yeah uh paul hughes from s p commodity s p global commodity insights is going to be on the morning show of Agritalk. we're going to go through some of those issues they, S&P uh, Global Commodity Insight, is looking for a 1.3 million acre increase on those cotton plantings, Jim. Wow. Uh, now, I don't know what that means to harvested acres. I see what you mean. Okay. Because there's going to be a
1: huge amount of abandonment. Yes, Well, yeah, that's so, yeah, I'll look at the harvested. Yeah, that's what that's where the rubber meets the road anyway. So but the the bottom line, this is an important report. That's going to be uh, the base, you know, because USDA is the Cadillac of the reporting system still. Thank goodness. Uh, And that's going to be the barometer from there until the end of the crop season.
0: T is in with the question, with poor corn crop and pastures and hay, how many acres of corn silage gets made? The way that I would look at that, rather than trying to give you a specific number on silage, is talking about the harvested acreage percentage on corn, typically around 91.5. If it gets down to 91 or even under 90, uh, 91%, of planted acres, then then that is absolute evidence that we are seeing some influence of those poor forage conditions. Uh, No question about it, T, It's something that we need to watch. And like you said, we got uh, where silage has already been cut, uh, production was less than what it normally would be on a tonnage per acre basis. So, yeah, we're having – guys had to cut – more ground to get the the bunker full. And so our harvested acreage percentage for grain should be going down. That's something I don't know if that's going to be reflected in this report, T, uh, but it is something that we need to watch for, for the October and, and later reports. That's you know, a for, good, good topic.
1: For a, a buying strategy just in the past, Jeff, if we were to have a strike on the railroads however yeah. short term psychologically wouldn't you think that would hit the commodities yes right? absolutely that's where a, a user should get some coverage yes be ready for that yeah. potential happening.
0: yeah you know I always talk about be in position before the market gets to a certain level with with some um, some buy or some sell orders above the market. You can do the same thing below the market. If you think that this is going to hurt soybean meal, uh, put some bids in under the market and and get covered that way. Yes, absolutely.
1: And on the wheat, I wanted to mention wheat. We've seen wheat continue to be volatile in part, Chip, because of the up and down on Ukraine. When it looked like uh, this grain agreement was going to go asunder, you saw wheat markets rally. Yeah. Now, over the weekend, we had some news of uh, some countries getting together and to help out on the on the exports of Ukraine. But again, think through that because then wheat cannot be a, a feed grain. Okay. Right. We can't have wheat feed with the you know, you know values on the rise. But connect the dots here. If Putin gets as mad as I know he is, the retaliatory aspect will once again have him focusing on those port levels in Ukraine. That yep. will also up the price of Russian wheat. Yeah. Don't underestimate that aspect of
0: it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. And speaking of how mad Russian President Putin can get, as the troops were getting pushed back from the northeast areas, there was a, an attack on a major power plant in further south in ukraine that is going to be difficult for ukraine to deal with going forward to get that power back so and
1: yeah, you, uh putin will be meeting i think this week with the chinese leader xi jinping xi
0: jinping that's and right you know what
1: happens after
0: that's in North uzbekistan yeah yeah wow it, Boy, that I'd forgotten about that one. That is a major one that we're going to have to watch and see yeah. exactly what comes from that. Yes. Uh, speaking of reports from USDA, it looks like finally on Thursday we may, might, could, maybe, I
1: hope, get an export sales report. Um, you <laughs> you hope they would have done the checking this time that they should yeah. have done. The last few times, so yep. and we're going to get a chunk of data, some combined and some going back. What the prior two weeks, you know, yep. uh, September eighth and the week before, I yep. think. Uh, four weeks total. Four weeks total, and yep. that's that's a lot of data to go through. And On the one hand, I feel for the foreign ag service because we, we've we've seen when you change a structure, how many things can happen badly. But they should have run a dual program. Yep. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, Uh,
0: and and uh, Senator Bozeman, ranking member of the House uh, Senate Ag Committee, uh, wants to know why it happened. And good, good for him. Yeah, we should figure it out. Okay, so yeah,
1: you learn from your lessons, you know. Yeah, you learn from when you go wrong.
0: Here is another one that I am glad we are going to figure out. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Gorsuch. It says that the Supreme Court is going to issue a report on the leak investigation. Again, another very important investigation, and I want to know the details of this one.
1: Yes, and Roberts in a speech Friday, or in a statement combination, uh, said while anyone can can question and disagree with Supreme Court ruling, Chip, he thinks that some of the comments on getting at the integrity of the Supreme Court, including our Vice President, by the way, are on the wrong uh, track because right. that leads to the uh, to the deterioration of institutions in our great country.
0: Okay. Um, Melody We're, we're
1: going to get a beet and potato crop I would
0: think Yeah, yeah Melody just asked a question Any projection on root crops Specifically sugar beet
1: and sweet potatoes What conditions plague both Well usually you have to see How the end of the season On beets go uh, Before you I think before you get a really solid estimate On the usable Beet you know, bee production on, on sweet potatoes I'd have to bow to our Packer yeah. friends, right? We'll we'll yeah. check with our uh, the experts at, at one of our publications called the Packer, and they'll give us bottom line on sweet potatoes.
0: Right, right. Okay. Um the Biden administration on Tuesday will address biofuel proponents. It it, it looks like we're getting close to getting the the uh, uh renewable volume obligations, not just for 2022, but for 23, 24, 20, and Potentially into 25, right? Yes, three years.
1: And uh, yeah, the EPA administrator will talk to the group. So I think that's always good when you're talking the uh, issues. And apparently, I haven't quite figured it out, but President Biden's going to be either this week or early next week, he's going to be talking with the bio industry. And that should be good news, I've been told, for the biofuels industry. So I would watch for that one as well, Chip.
0: All right, very good. Have we missed anything, Jim?
1: Boy, there's a lot going on. I'm just going through my what, what I've <laughs> all over the weekend. No, I think the, the, the two biggest issues are the crop report today and wasp the demand estimates and also this railroad uh, strike because the two of the remaining biggest unions uh, think they have leverage. And that's where you could get some surprises. So I'm not confident of any of my projections on this one because now you've got emotion in, yes. involved in this. And when you have that, boy,
0: I don't you know, I I do want to mention one more thing from the weekend uh, news programs. I feel so much better because Vice President Harris said, "Listen, the southern border is secure." <sighs> How can she look into a camera and lie to us like that? Yes. I have
1: two friends from uh, El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Then they went to Mm Colombia. And they got into the U.S. over the weekend. And eventually I'm going to have a a special report on how – they did it. And they're they're going to be pl- airplaned if they are accepted, which I think they will, hopefully, in their case. Uh, they will be flown to Indianapolis, by the way, they tell me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That is. So our border is not secure. And see, this gets chip, and I'm this is strong. This is strong. I fervently believe in one's position to oppose a, a Certain political parties' policies—that's what America is all about. But just don't lie. Exactly. In this case, that's a lie. Yeah, uh, it's not secure. Yeah, that—that's
0: the—that's the whole point. It, you said it so well. Yeah. You said it so well. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, last one to Gary. Any word on COVID vaccine injury fund set up like Europe and Australia are doing?
1: Hmm. I don't I, know, but we'll yeah, check I don't in. know but either. I think we're that we're going to see. I know the government was withholding some of the data about this. That story yeah. broke a Friday, yeah. and that's on my to-do list. So, Gary, I think you ask a valid question. We 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 have a lot of research and analysis and
0: post-vaccine.
1: Yeah. Uh, information to go through. And I think in some cases, because the vaccines affect so many people differently, that yep. uh, they'll, they'll, pro- I would say that the odds are over 50% that there would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Good job today, Jim. There's a lot going on. We've sure. got the USDA reports coming uh, at 11 o'clock central time. It, it, we we didn't even talk about the consumer price index that's coming our way tomorrow morning. Yes, um, very, very big. Yeah, huge yeah it, they expected on to the go radar. down
1: to what eight percent or so. Yeah, yeah. but still high.
0: Yes, absolutely. Today on AgriTalk, we've got machinery Pete. and as I mentioned, Paul Hughes, chief ag economist and director of research at SP Global Commodity Insights. This afternoon, Garrett Toy from Ag Trader Talk will be with me at 206 Central to break down the USDA reports. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.